Hi, welcome to the HRD Live podcast. I'm Finn Murphy and I'll be your host. I'm joined today by Aaron Lamers, Human Resources Director of Northern Europe at General Mills. During the height of the pandemic, the public experienced the shock of certain food items becoming scarce as panic buying and disrupted supply chains left shelves empty. A brand at the heart of the issue, General Mills, experienced a host of new challenges such as meeting increased demand, optimising processes and coordinating as a global company. In this discussion, Aaron will cover how the company's strategy has succeeded over the course of the pandemic with its utilising of agility and flexibility, strengthening teams and maintaining corporate values. Please note that as this was a remote recording, the audio quality may fluctuate slightly from time to time. Enjoy the podcast. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us. To begin, how well prepared was General Mills' strategy for disruptive conditions? Yeah, so even before COVID, we were um, you know, really thinking about agility in, in particular and, and how we get work done. It was really important that the competitor landscape was, was something we kept looking at, where we're keeping up, where we you know, meeting the needs of our customers as, as well as as well as others and trying to evolve quite traditional models of how we sell, how we build brands. So agility was something we were we were sort of looking at anyway. As COVID's come along, the, the interesting thing we've found, uh, like most people, is that that's just sort of happened because we just didn't have a choice. It's, it's funny how slow moving you can be when you actually have a choice as to whether you change or not. A good old crisis ensures that you get in and, and get it done and you work in an agile, flexible way uh, just to get those outcomes. But, but I think a lot of the time that's because it, it just clears a path for you because you, you know that's what you need to do. You're not distracted by other so-called priorities. Uh, you just need to stick to uh, your critical business purposes. So we, we haven't actually focused much in that regard on you know, all design, how we're structured, uh, where we're kind of starting to pay a bit more attention to what implications the, the future might hold in that regard. How do you envision the workplace of tomorrow to look from the work site itself to team processes? We're a very physical organisation, so being together and collaborating and riffing off each other is, is a really important part of the way we get our jobs done. So we're, we're sort of looking into what that looks like in, in, in the future, as most people are, but we still see it as really important to have, have an office and spend time there. We're just questioning what an office is for. It's not to go in and sit on your email and, and get work done. We, we all know you can do that from home now. So it's an office is where you go and generate energy, you generate ideas, you collaborate. Interestingly enough for us being an, an FMCG, it's that the fast bit is really important. Our, our ability to get things through a system, an organizational system super quickly is, is really important. And what we've found is that by not being together, it can put parts of that system at risk. So when we're, you know, we, we've just implemented a program, we call it TeamFlex, and it's a, a team-based approach to flexible working as opposed to, to individuals because it pays attention to that system. And so what, as a team, do you need to do to deliver value for the organisation and how can flexibility play a role in making that more effective and, and enhancing that? 
So flexible work arrangements are, are sort of discussed and surfaced, assumptions are surfaced as a team, and then you agree just by a, a one-page charter document as, as to what arrangements you're going to have that work for you. So you agree the way you're going to meet, the way you're going to collaborate when you're in the office, when you're not. You know, most of the time we're finding people are, are getting what they need out of that in terms of their work-life balance, family time, things that they've got used to. But it also ensures that it's not just a form of chaos and people can actually, um, you know, and ensure that their team still deliver the value they need to to the company. I think it's just a more thoughtful, thoughtful way of doing it. It was founded on some pretty good research. We went out and interviewed employees all across Europe to, to ask what was working well for them. And yeah, most of the time our, our guys through that research showed that they, that was one of their concerns was that if everybody just goes and does whatever they want in terms of flexibility, you can get some pretty fundamental breakdowns in you know, the, the systems of the organization that hold it together. Um, whether it's social systems and, you know, the fa fabric of our culture to, you know, process systems and, and product systems. Our research tells us that it's probably going to be 50-50 work versus office, depending on your role, depending on, you know, your personality and your preferences as, as well as to how you get work done. But, but we've also found there's some, there's some real demographic stuff going on as well. Uh, people... Who are, who are probably more senior have, have got a bit more backing behind them over the years and have a decent space to work from from home, like working from home more and, and uh, finding themselves to be more productive. Whereas if you're, if you're sort of early career, you might even be living on your own, maybe in an apartment, for example, it's a lot harder and you, you, know, you have the isolation effect and the mental health effect as well. Um, interestingly enough, what, what we've found is People have gone full circle and, and, and now quite a, quite a few of our employees are, are begging to, to be able to go back to the office just to get some nice clothes on and get into an office environment and have a coffee and, and spend some time with colleagues um, and, and do work, of course, as well. But it's, that's, it's that social beast part, you know, part of us that they're really missing. And, and that sort of happened over time as we dragged this thing out more and more and more. You know, the, the kind of deep-seated needs that we have as human beings are really coming to the fore. And, and I feel like some of the organisations that have just said at the four-month mark, this is working really well uh, and going full virtual, uh, they, they may need to reflect on that in time. You know, the, the, the extent to which we've all had to embrace digital is fascinating. And because it's, it's come upon us all so quickly, probably some more than others, it's probably also forcing us to think ahead and say, well, how far do we want to want to take this? Because at a human level, one of the things we've learned is that we can trust our people, you know, to do the right thing, to get the job done. Whereas previously, we, it would be unheard of to say, hey, let's work, work from home for a couple of months and, and see what happens. That felt like it would be a big risk to take with all the usual questions of how do we know people are working? How do we know, know they're, they're producing output? So it's really forced us to think about how in a virtual world do you, you know, monitor performance and monitor output? And it's forced us to become more output outcome focused. In what ways did your corporate values come to life during this period? Yeah, value, values has been super interesting. You know, General Mills has really lived its values. Uh, a lot of organisations have, but I, I feel like the pandemic has really tested them. It's showed up the organisations that are truly values-driven, 
because we've had to make so many decisions under pressure. And that's where you see whether the values are the real deal or, or not. So I, I feel like we've demonstrated and our employees have, have told us that we have demonstrated those values, that they've seen what happens in, in other organisations and they, they like what, you know, what, what we've done, the, the care that we've shown for our people, the investment that we've made and time and, and money to help our people through this in, in the best shape possible. We also know from talking to external candidates, they're starting to make decisions on the basis of the way organisations treated their employees during the pandemic. And uh, we, you know, we'd love to think we're in good shape on, on that front. What new demands did you face and how do you overcome them strategically? We're very fortunate to be in the food business uh, and, and during pandemics, people need food. They, they've needed food more than they ever have. So our, our pressure has been around delivering to our customers and our consumers what they need and what they want, what they love, as opposed to you know, demand going through the floor or um, COVID-19 restrictions preventing us from doing the business that we need to do. So there, there's a lot of other industries that, that just haven't had the benefit and the privilege we have of you know, doing, doing well through this time. How did General Mills embed growing functional qualities like agility? Our, our strategies probably haven't changed in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, food trends are, are food trends and we still need to innovate to deliver against those. Um, but the, the demand and, and, and the kind of shape of our channels that we deliver through has probably changed. So our customers are looking for more, I guess, integrated ways to deliver to their, their consumers. And we've got to help with that. We've got to have the foresights, the, you know, the insights to give them the solutions they need for their consumers. So we, we don't need to change our strategy too much. It's just being able to you know, adjust our demand in a more nimble, agile way and deliver, deliver from a supply perspective. I mean, there's no escaping that. You, you just have to, right? Um, and so the, the Team Flex program, for example, is, is something that came out of necessity, but we also saw it as a way of, if we do the right research, we do the right thinking early in the pandemic. And at the time we, you know, we, we developed this only a few weeks into the pandemic and we were kind of hoping we were doing it at the end of the pandemic, but of course we, we now know it was pretty early on. So we, we knew that if, if we adapted more quickly, we engaged our, our people more deeply and we we delivered against that that we would have a sustained competitive advantage when we when we come out you know employees know how we're adapting and and delivering and if we're doing a good job with that then they appreciate that they're more engaged they're more productive they perform better and they stay so i i think it's you know, through the pandemic it's more about just how quickly you adapt to the environment how and how deeply you think about crises and how they end up because we've never been through a pandemic no one no one's been through a global pandemic before um in, in the modern world so it's 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 really unknown how this thing plays out um but we have been through a crisis we know from social psychology how people um, react to a crisis and react to recessionary environments so we can kind of predict what they need and so i, I think that's what we've we've probably done a, a really good job at. How did General Mills coordinate its operations globally? You know, we, we're, not, we're not a huge organisation in, in terms of, of 
the, the UK context, but we're a pretty big global organisation. So we, we, we walk both lines, I guess, being a fairly nimble, agile organisation here locally, but we've got the backing of a, a really big global organisation. So, you know, when, when times are tough and you're in a crisis, that backing feels really good. It's kind of this um, safe, warm feeling of, of being part of something bigger. Um, and, you know, many hands make light work, I guess. So we've, we've sort of shared stories and shared learnings from all over the world. Um, whether it's the access we've got to unbelievable experts in, in these kind of areas in the US um, because of our size and, and scale there, whether it's, um, you know, really listening in the early days to um, our business in, in China and the learnings that, that we were getting from, from there very early about being able to apply those in, in different environments. So that, that kind of safety net and that ability to learn from each other has been a really massive advantage um, for, for us. But our ability to, to sort of turn on a dime and, and try things, and, and we've been doing the reverse. Uh, we've been experimenting with a number of different things locally um, to uh, evolve our culture and, and, and adapt that uh, our global business is, is able to learn from as well. Because um, it's, it's just harder to do those things quickly when, when you've got a more scalable business. Do you think the company has been made stronger by recent challenges? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's strategically, you know, did, did a lot of work just before the, um, the pandemic, actually. And, and so our strategy is held true through the, uh, through the pandemic. We've you know, been, been doing pretty well as, as an organisation. And uh, it's really fantastic that I guess we've had that, had that support. Um, Everybody knows that the, the kind of food industry has, has benefited a bit from, from the pandemic. But, um, you know, during that time, there's been a lot of opportunities for us to be a, a force for good in our communities as well. So the, um, you know, the success we've had as an organisation has, you know, we'd, we'd love to think that that's been pushed back into our communities with the way that we've responded and and helped as well and, and our frankly our, our employees demand that as, as well because we all know that it's it's a pretty fortunate place to be where where you're still in work and and doing doing okay so that, that's been a really important focus for us whether it's been the way we've responded in the US to um, to Black Lives Matter um, through to supporting Marcus Rashford locally and and you know getting food for children and and into the schools it's um, it's been happening for us all over the world and that's, that's been really important. Aaron, thanks so much for your time. To stay up to date with the latest content from HRD Connect, make sure you subscribe to our Twitter and LinkedIn pages.